Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. anthem but we ought to play my old opening i don't mean the oldest of all right after it do you know what i mean the lincoln park i miss the damn thing i think we'll do that anyway ladies and gentlemen welcome back this monday just to give you a feel and i don't normally do this we're going to spend a lot of time in the economy then the hearings then electric vehicles you're not going to want to miss this and ukraine and i hope i get it all covered with some phone calls as well but that's how i've laid this out today now the economy i hear these economists saying we might have a recession in a year or at least two years The stock market tanked today. You know why the stock market tanked today? Because the Fed's going to increase interest rates. Maybe three quarters of a point. That is a huge increase in one sweep, should that occur. Do you know why the Fed needs to raise interest rates, ladies and gentlemen? Because the Fed miscalculated during the Obama administration... And in the last several years, even under the Trump administration, the Fed is an independent entity. There's nothing anyone can do about it. It kept subsidizing massive deficit spending. I want to be as clear as I can about this. The Democrats, without a single Republican vote, passed the biggest deficit bill in American history. Remember that? Three and a half trillion dollars. But before before I blame them completely, 
Remember, there was another vote. Remember that, Mr. Producer, on so-called infrastructure bill? And it was bipartisan. 19 Republicans voted for it to add another $1 trillion plus dollars on top of what the Democrats spent. Mitch McConnell voted for that. Lindsey Graham voted for that. 19 Republicans voted for that just to demonstrate how bipartisan they are. Most Republicans voted against it, but the Republican leader voted for it. And I told you at the time, this is a disaster. And only a small percentage actually went to infrastructure. Just like only a small percentage actually went to COVID and that massive Marxist spending bill. And on top of that, the Democrats wanted to spend what was effectively another five to six trillion dollars. And they were barely stopped. Meanwhile, Biden has proposed a budget, or did, that was a massive deficit spending budget. Massive. They've passed chunks of it. A budget like we've never seen before, with a debt like we've never seen before. Now you know why we have inflation. On the fiscal side, the politicians don't give a crap. They want your votes. They don't care about the children and grandchildren and the generations yet born. They think they can give you a snow job on the what causes inflation, Putin, the oil companies, and so forth. But the oil companies didn't do it before. Why would they do it now? Food shortages. We have now economic dislocation. Based on the energy sector that came under attack by the war of the Democrats against capitalism, against drilling, against refining, against production. That's what happened. They were bragging about dragging the nation to this new transition. Look at these people. Transition to what? They want us all to have electric cars. There's not enough electricity in the country for all of us to have electric cars and light and heat and air conditioning and all the other devices in your house and your business and so forth, we don't produce enough electricity for that. And one of the problems is the states and the federal government control electricity even more than they control other forms of energy, like oil. You've heard of public utilities, haven't you? Look what they've done. California's a perfect example. Brownouts and blackouts, they've had them for many years now. Of course, they blame the public utility, but the public utility can't blink. It's so heavily regulated without state and federal okay. And when you have these radical ideological politicians who hate this country and hate our economic system, and throw around this fraud about climate change, They put out of business nuclear companies, hydroelectric companies, shut down their plants, make it more difficult to refine fuel, 
Oh, they'll give out leases, but they won't give out permits to drill on the leases. They think they have you fooled. The war on the middle class, it's right there in American Marxism. They expected you to overthrow the bourgeoisie, you know. Managers, executives. But you didn't. We had industrial revolution. Expanding the middle class, making the middle class the wealthiest, most populous in any nation on the face of the earth. So they have to punish you. But it's backfiring. You're not buying what they're saying. Hopefully. You're not buying it. In addition to driving up the cost of everything. And driving down the supply of everything. Their goal is to limit your choices. To control your choices. You can only get gasoline on certain days. That's coming. You have to lower your electricity. That's coming. Maybe you have to limit the number of cars, the type of cars, the weight of cars. Maybe that's coming too. They're already getting involved in zoning. They don't like single-family homes. Federal government has no authority over this, but they're putting pressure on localities, and some localities are all in. More dense housing, near more public transportation. Driving up the cost of single-family homes. It's like the border. Rather than completely defund the Border Patrol and ICE, they just changed their mission. From securing the country to processing illegal aliens. I don't know how people do it. I'm being honest with you. I watch these gas prices and these food prices. That's right. People don't buy my gas and don't buy my food. My wife and I do all these things. But even as I drive around, I don't know how people on fixed incomes or people with modest incomes, I don't know how they do it. And I don't know how they're going to do it because this is just the beginning. I don't know how new moms with babies who require formula, I don't know how they're getting it. I do my own research. I pop into two or three stores every other day. There is no formula. What about the impact that has on a child's development, their brain, their ability to think? We already went through with the mass and all the rest of it. The government lied to us. The FDA lied to us. They knew about the problem over a year ago. I am sick of these bastards lying to us and then diverting everybody's attention. Food prices. There are going to be food shortages. There are going to be food shortages. Not because we failed to import wheat and corn from Ukraine. That was never a big issue with us. Just as we were energy independent, didn't matter what the Russians did with their oil or anybody else during the Trump administration. We never had to import somebody else's wheat or corn. We overproduced. The government had to buy it. 
But the cost of fertilizer, the cost of harvesting, the cost of bringing the food to market, it's sky high because it all relies on oil. Not electricity. Oil. Where do you think fertilizer comes from? That's only up 129%. Gasoline, that's only up 110%. The Democrat Party and the American Marxists are destroying this country from within. Whether it's our classroom and education, which we've discussed for a long, long time now. They've destroyed our colleges and universities. We don't have a free press anymore. We have a propaganda mill, a Pravda. Everything they touch. It is a party that is ill-suited for a free republic. It is a party that rejects Americanism. Why is it that they always have to change things? Why is it that they always have to fundamentally change things? Why is it that we always have to transition? Why don't they leave people alone? The most successful, free, prosperous nation on the face of the earth. And we're in decline. We're in decline. Now, the Federal Reserve was basically the drug dealer for the drug addicts in Congress. It provided monetary cover for the fiscal disaster. Politicians were not supposed to have this much control over our finances, over our economy, over our currency, ladies and gentlemen. It was supposed to be a limited federal government. But it's not limited anymore. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's pushing people around. It's fining people. Penalizing people. Imprisoning people. Shutting down businesses. It's everywhere. It's devoured the civil society, as they say over and over again. It's supposed to be a small part of society to ensure that it remains civil. Instead, it has devoured the civil society. You look at those gas prices. And when you see those gas prices, you think Biden, the Democrats, and American Marxism. This is what they wanted. This is what they got. You look at these empty shelves. It's no coincidence there's empty shelves today and there weren't two, three, four, ten years ago. Why are there empty shelves? Think Biden, the Democrat Party, and American Marxism. Why is there so much violence in this country? So much murder in this country? Think Biden, the Democrat Party, and the American Marxists that run the courts, that run the prosecutor's offices. Why are the borders wide open? With fentanyl killing 110,000 people a year. No hearing on that. 
Biden, the Democrat Party, and American Marxism. This is no accident. This isn't benign. This is a plan. That's why they're not going to change. I'll be right back. Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Infrastructure sounded so great, didn't it? Family leave. $15 minimum wage. Well, guess what? Guess what? Look what this causes. Over at Blaze Media, sky-high inflation costs American families an extra. Ready for this? This is jaw-dropping. $5,520 a year. And folks, we're just getting started here. We're just getting started. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And they look at a basket of goods. Oil, 106.7% year over year. Natural gas, 30.2%. Year over year, all these numbers. Food, well, let's look. Meats, poultry, fish jumped 14.2%. Eggs spiked a whopping 32.2%. Fruits and vegetables, 8.2%. Milk prices surged by 15.9%. Coffee, 15.3%. Airfares, a staggering 37.8%. Used cars and trucks, 16.1%. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it all could have been avoided. All of it. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. When Mark Levin speaks, the backbenchers take notes. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So the Federal Reserve, whose members you're unfamiliar with, other than maybe the Chairman Powell, has more power than it ever had. The Federal Reserve was created to ensure sound currency. Not to gin up the market, not to slow down the market, that is the free market, but to ensure sound currency. Especially after the uh, the virtual, well, it was a depression in the early 1900s, late 1800s, and early 1900s. What happened was the federal government was deeply in debt. It was going broke. It couldn't pay its bills. President McKinley called in the wealthiest men in America. Maybe he went to school. They were called robber barons, but they never robbed anything from anybody. Mellon, Rockefeller, others. And asked them, among other things, if they would provide loans to the federal government in one form or another, and they did. They saved the American economy from collapsing. They were patriots, actually. And so during the progressive period of the Republicans and the Democrats, the decision was made, we can't allow this to happen again, so we need to create this independent board which will take steps to ensure sound money when it comes to our money supply. Now, fast forward to today, what the Federal Reserve has done, as I said, is they've been the drug pushers for the drug addicts on Capitol Hill. And they have kept interest rates low, among other reasons, because if interest rates go high, the federal government has to pay a bigger and bigger percentage of the annual budget on interest. The federal government has to pay itself back. Because the federal spending system has become a Ponzi scheme. They drained out all the Social Security money. They drained out all the Medicare money. Basically, these are now credit and debit transactions. Not to get too much in the weeds here. There are no trust funds left. And to show you how they lie, every now and then you'll get a form letter from the Social Security Administration telling you how much you paid in and how much you'll get paid out or are being paid out. You're being paid, ladies and gentlemen, through general taxation now. Just like the Highway Trust Fund. It doesn't exist anymore. So when you're a politician and a thief, and when you don't care about future generations, and you're pushing your ideology, this is what happens. Just like inflation. Just like gas prices. Just like Food shortages. The laws of economics are unforgiving. And they're as real as the laws of physics. They're not made up. So when they raise rates at the Fed, money becomes tighter. Harder to get. Dissuading people from making loans. 
so the economy contracts. It's called stagflation. Prices go up while the economy contracts. It is a hideous situation. And that's where we're heading. Stagflation. If they raise rates too high over a period of time, as they did during the Great Depression, they turn a a horrible recession into a depression. I'm not scaremongering. I'm telling you history. That's where we are. And we got here fast. Seems like a snap of two fingers. 18 months. Why? Because they went on a spending binge that mankind has never experienced before. Since the beginning of time. And they wanted to spend more. Because left-wing historians met with Joe Biden, an extremely dumb man, even in his best days, who wanted to create a legacy for himself like Franklin Roosevelt. He wanted to be bigger than Franklin Roosevelt. He wanted to be bigger than Lyndon Johnson. He wanted to spend more. He didn't much like Obama. He wanted to be bigger than Obama. And he moved fast, even though the economy was building, strengthening after the virus. He didn't care. And they never got to all the spending that they wanted to do. It's amazing. And they didn't care about any warnings. You know, they hire mouthpieces. Tell them what, whatever they want. Meanwhile, your Congress is focused on trying to destroy Donald Trump and put him in prison. Your Congress has not done a damn thing about gas prices, about food prices, about supply chains, about an open border about the destruction of the currency, your Congress hasn't focused on a damn thing to fix what it broke. And I would say it doesn't know how to fix what it broke, or at least its hands are tied, because it broke it. You really think Nancy Pelosi's intelligent? Or Stempy Hoyer? You really think Chuck Schumer's intelligent? These are stupid people. These are political hacks. And I'll go a step further. You really think Mitch McConnell's intelligent? They've got power. Doesn't mean they're intelligent. Wall Street Journal. Some of the nation's biggest food suppliers and restaurants, including Kraft Heinz Company and some McDonald's Corporation franchisees, said they would continue to raise prices as they face starkly higher costs. Because if they don't, ladies and gentlemen, they go broke. Kraft Heinz notified retail customers this past Monday that it would raise prices in August on items ranging from Miracle Whip, can't stand that myself, Classico pasta sauce to Maxwell House coffee products and some deli meat. Well, they make a lot of products. From farmers and factories to grocery stores and restaurants, many executives say they're experiencing jaw-dropping cost increases for labor, Packaging, ingredients, and transportation. That's called the supply chain. The rise of fuel prices is making it more expensive to produce and sell food. Food retailers and restaurants have said they are passing along some wholesale price increases and additional costs to consumers. 
They mentioned Russia's invasion of Ukraine. One of the world's top grain-producing regions is lifting the price. I said we used to be wheat-independent and corn-independent. We weren't relying on Ukraine and Russia. When have you ever heard that before until now? Never. Never, ever. Never, ever. What's so damning is this was so predictable, so obvious. But even conservatives, honestly, even in this business, they weren't focused enough on this. I think we did this quite often, Mr. Producer, focused on it, explained it, explained these proposals, what they're going to do for inflation, what they're going to do on energy prices, how that's going to impact us. It's terrible. And so we really are on a a knife's edge here. It's out of our control when it comes to the Federal Reserve monetary policy. Monetary policy. And what's going to happen now? They're going to increase, increase rates. There's absolutely no question about that. Or you'll wind up pushing around cash in a wheelbarrow. That's what will happen. And yet when they increase rates, the economy will be harmed beyond where it is today. Stagflation. Increase rates. But the economy is not growing. In fact, it's shrinking. The normal market system, if the economy is not growing or the market's not growing, you cut prices, right, Mr. Bruce? You cut prices to create more activity, more sales, more purchasing, and so forth. But if your costs are so high and your labor is so high, you can't cut prices. Or they'll go under faster than you otherwise would. And by the way, as a footnote here, businesses, small, big, medium, they're in business to make money. Now you know why that's important. Not because they're greedy. But they can't hire people. They can't buy material. They can't buy products. They can't keep the lights on and the the air conditioning or heat on. They can't do anything if they don't make money. And it's going to become harder and harder and harder when you have prices, costs going up, and business going down. This is the great problem I talked about in March of 2021. So we're moving from inflation to stagflation. I will continue to say we are in a recession. The numbers have to catch up to make the point. The economists have to catch up. You're living it. It's here and it's now. And God only hopes that the Federal Reserve doesn't push us into a depression. I'm not saying they will. But now this is very, very tricky. Very, very tricky. That's why you can't have a low IQ 
barely competent man in the White House. Rather have some ugly tweets, right? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Let me, let me ask you folks a question. How far do you want me to go with my thought process here? I'm not Nostradamus, but how far do you want me to go with my thought process here? How far, Mr. Producer? All the way? It's only a matter of time to we're at war with communist China. It's only a matter of time. Not because of us, but because of them. Not necessarily even over Taiwan. But I gameplay these things in my own mind. I play out the different alternatives. If they attack Taiwan and we do little or nothing, what message do you think China is going to take from that? If they attack Taiwan and we confront China, what do you think China is going to do about that? I fear war with China is inevitable. Not because I think it. I think it is a regime that is itching to go to war. And when you have a regime that's itching to go to war, it's very difficult to stop them. And all the parallel is certainly not exact, and I don't mean it to be exact. We had a stock market crash in 1929, terrible recession, depression, and then World War II. Things may not break out that way. I hope they don't. I pray they don't. I pray they don't. But I believe it. I believe it. I will be attacked for this and ridiculed for this. I'm telling you what I believe. I haven't been wrong that much in the past, have I? 
Nobody's perfect. But on the big issues, I don't just blurt things out over the radio. Give them a lot of thoughts, like writing a book. I don't just write a book, have a ghostwriter, co-author, and spit it out. I don't believe in that, and I'll never do it. Not to you. Not to anybody. Life is too limited. And reputations matter. Character matters. I think war with communist China is inevitable because of communist China. I think our economic situation is grave. And you need to be thinking realistically about how you respond to these various things. With your own family, with your own finances. I mean, food shortages, baby formula shortages, and I'm not laughing about tampon shortages. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? What the hell is going on here? What's going on here is somebody shot the golden goose. And the golden goose doesn't lay golden eggs when it's not in existence anymore. I guess we're going to get to that utopia where everybody's kind of the same, but miserable and impoverished. Yeah, we'll get to that utopia, huh? Wrote a whole book on that, too. Stick with me. We have two more hours, a lot more to get to. You can't hide. It's, you just can't hide from what's going on. You've got to try and figure out in your own life and as a society what we're going to do about this. And so that puts these hearings in some kind of perspective, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Shouldn't there be hearings on communist China and Russia and Iran and their nuclear weapons soon to be? How we're going to defend ourselves if we need to build up our military more, which we clearly do. Shouldn't there be hearings? Don't we see what's coming on the horizon? I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship. Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let me just finish on these economic matters, and then I want to move to this hearing. When interest rates go up, in addition to everything else we discussed, it limits the ability of businesses to expand. They cannot invest in research and development. They cannot invest in capital expansion. 
and uh, economic distortion brings political tyranny. The government becomes more and more powerful. This is why you're not going to find me supporting any federal red flag laws and all the rest of it. I can't support any of this, folks. There's plenty of federal laws. There's plenty of state laws. The ruling class has more power than the founders of, the, of this country and the framers of the Constitution ever, ever, ever intended. They have the tools necessary to do their jobs. And I'm not going to be bullied and cowled into supporting this stuff. No more. No more. I see what they did with the FISA court. I see what they've done with the Patriot Act. No more. Well, we're going to have protections in these red flag laws. It won't matter. It won't matter. You know, the Parkland mass murder, the Texas mass murder, the New York mass murder. They were either on the Internet. People knew who they were and on and on. What the ruling class do? Nothing. Nothing effective. Yet the police chief or whatever he was in Texas, real bonehead and a coward. You have you have a deputy sheriff from Parkland hiding behind a cement post while people are kids. Kids are being killed. You have the uh, racist mass murder in Buffalo all over the Internet released from hospital in 36 hours. But he bought his gun legally. Well, why wasn't that information in the database so they could stop him? It's what I mean. So you can have a red flag law. If you have the same ruling class and the same incompetence and the same cowards, it won't matter. But you'll have to abide by it. No, I've had enough. I don't care. Bipartisan, bisexual. I've had enough. The same boneheads in Congress who've destroyed our economy. The same boneheads in Congress that will not ready this country for what I know is coming with communist China. The same boneheads in Congress who won't secure the border. The same boneheads in Congress who look the other way. While there's sexual slavery going on in the border... While the cartels are getting footholds in America, while 110,000 Americans died last year from fentanyl, you mean that Congress? No. It's enough. Now, I want to talk about this so-called hearing. Lawyer friend of mine wrote me and said, this isn't an investigation. And he's right. This is an investigation to get to the truth, to get the facts. They know what they want to do, and they're just trying to build their agenda and build their case. I'll prove it to you. How many witnesses were called by this committee to challenge its own narrative? Not one. How many tape depositions were played 
to challenge the committee's narrative. Not one. How many witnesses were cross-examined? Not one. How many emails, texts, documents, phone records were introduced to challenge the committee's narrative? Not one. How many Republican members on the committee were able to raise questions and issues about the committee's proceedings? Not one. How many opposition witnesses were able to testify? Not one. Not one. This isn't a hearing. This isn't an investigation. This is more the same. With seven radical Marxist Democrats and two never-Trumper frauds. It's more of the same. You know, I'm amazed at former Attorney General Bill Barr, who I've known. Not best buddies, but I've known him. I liked him. He's their favorite witness. He's their favorite witness so far. I understand others are coming. This would be the same Bill Barr who they wanted to impeach, holding contempt, smeared, character assassinated. The same people are now showing his video testimony. Now they find him credible and believable. It's the way it works in Washington, D.C. Now they find him credible and unbelievable let me tell you exactly what's going on here ladies and gentlemen this is sort of a Stalinist show trial as I've said over and over again Xi would be very proud Putin would be very proud the inbred in North Korea would be very proud the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran would be very proud this is this is an appalling show trial. It's appalling. Now, what they're trying to do is lay the predicate to have Donald Trump criminally charged. And they've all said it now. And I'll get to that in a minute. I have the audio. That's the entire purpose. What they're trying to do is build the case on a few fronts. That there was no fraud. We know there was no fraud. The former Attorney General of the United States said so. The former Attorney General of the United States doesn't have a clue. I would have loved to have cross-examined him on the extent to which he investigated this. So Trump knew there was no fraud. His own Attorney General said there was no fraud over and over again. His own in-house counsel told him there was no fraud. He just wanted to listen to some self-appointed loons. Some were loons, but that's beside the point. So there was no legitimate basis for Trump to say there was fraud. No court finding. His attorney general said there was no fraud. Attorney general even said during the election night, Trump charged fraud, and there was absolutely no evidence of it. 
because Bill Barr did a very, very thorough examination, called each one of his U.S. attorneys to find out. No, he didn't. Did no such thing. But that's beside the point. His testimony will be used, as will the testimony of others. So that's number one. Number two, predicate. There was no legitimate constitutional avenue to challenge this, and Trump knew it. Despite what he was told by John Eastman, he was clearly told by White House counsel, among others, even me, Mark Levin, on the air, that there's no constitutional avenue to challenge this. But he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't listen. So he knew there was no fraud, and he knew there was no legitimate constitutional way to challenge the counting of the electors. And then number three, he encouraged, genuinely encouraged, the violent rioting. He encouraged it. Because the Proud Boys did this, the Oath Keepers did that, somebody was in communication with this guy, another guy was in communication with that guy. We interviewed a thousand people, and this one wrote a text to Frank, and Frank wrote a text to Sally. You got it. Trump waited so long to issue his video to tell them to stand down. Of course, Merrick Garland's been waiting a long time to get protected, but that's beside the point. It's Trump. We have a different standard for Trump. And he said the vice president should be hung. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do you think the president of the United States literally meant the vice president should be hung? Or to put it in proper English, should be hanged? Do you think? Of course not. Though I don't have access to all the information, but we never will. Because this isn't an investigation. Can't have an investigation like this and then say we're going to get to the bottom of this and then turn this all over to a corrupt Department of Justice, a corrupt U.S. attorney and a corrupt attorney general. But that's what's going on right now as I speak to you. Now, I want you to listen to this Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin is an old red. His dad's an old red with sympathies for the Soviet Union. He set up a, an old red think tank in Washington, D.C. That's who he is. He's of the new left, we call it. Here he is. And by the way, they all spread out. They're all on the Sunday shows. They're all on the Sunday shows. Kingzingers on Face the Nation. Raskin's on CNN. It's hard to keep track of them all. Here's Raskin on CNN yesterday, Sunday. Questioned by Dana Bash. Cut 12, go. Is a criminal referral of a former president the right thing to do in this case? Well, there's, there's a statutory authority we have for criminal referral for people who commit contempt against Congress, and that's what we did 
with people like Navarro and Meadows and Bannon and so on. But they're not a former president. Right. There's not a specific statutory provision for just referring crimes to the Department of Justice. I suppose our entire investigation is a referral of crimes both to the Department of Justice and to the American people, because this is a massive assault on our on the machinery of American democracy when you have a sitting president who tries to overthrow the majority in the Electoral College of his opponent, who beat him by more than seven million I guess, votes. I guess the question is, knowing what you know and knowing what the American people will see in these hearings, do you believe that the Justice Department should indict the former president? You know, one of the uh, conventions that was crushed during the Trump administration was respect by politicians for the independence of the law enforcement function. And so I'm going to try to observe that. Uh, Attorney General Garland is my constituent, and I don't browbeat my constituents. I think that he knows, his staff knows, the U.S. attorneys know uh, what's at stake here. They know the importance of it. But I think they are rightfully paying close attention to precedent in history as well as the facts of this case. This man is a liar. You know they're sharing information staff to staff. And he just communicated with the Department of Justice and his constituent, didn't he? So the so-called hearings aren't even over. The public Stalin-like show trial is only on day two. And he's already said, yes. Cut 13, go. Your committee says that Trump, quote, purposefully, purposely rather, spread false information. Can you prove that Donald Trump knew he lost while he was publicly saying that he won. I think we can prove to any reasonable, open-minded person that Donald Trump absolutely knew because he was surrounded by lawyers, including the Attorney General of the United States, William Barr, telling him in no uncertain terms, in terms that Donald Trump could understand, this is BS. Uh, he heard it from the White House counsel. He heard it from all of the lawyers who threatened to resign if he staged his little mini-coup against the Department of Justice by installing someone that would go along with his fairy tale about there having been electoral fraud and corruption. So, yeah, I think any reasonable person in America will tell you he had to have known he was spreading a big lie. And he continues to spread it to this very day. He continues to foist that propaganda on his followers. All right, so you see, ladies and gentlemen, where they are and where I am. That's why you listen to this program, I think. Now you understand what's going on. I've told you for months, this committee is on a parallel track with the United States Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Criminal Division. That they exist for unconstitutional reasons. They're violating separation of powers, but this is a pseudo-criminal investigation to go around the Bill of Rights and I told you that Bill Barr, among others, that they will use their testimony to try and indict Donald Trump under the theory that Trump knew there was no fraud. Trump knew it was unconstitutional. Any reasonable person would draw that conclusion. So when Trump was advising surrogates and staff to fight it, fight it in court, fight it in the state legislatures, telling the mob to, yes, march up to the Capitol building, he didn't really mean peacefully and patriotically that he should be indicted. I want to comment on that last point when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. I want the Department of Justice to listen to me. Maybe somebody will pass it on to them. You take what this committee has created as a basis for your quote-unquote, grand jury investigation of President Trump. And you concoct charges against the former president of the United States. You will damage and divide this country forever. Forever. And I fear in unpredictable ways. No, no, not because his people will rise up and so forth, but you will radicalize some people even more than they are. On the radical left and the radical right. But there will be tens of millions of people who support President Trump, who voted for President Trump, who are not to be dismissed, not to be ignored, not to be treated as if there's something wrong with them, who will not forgive you. And the fact that this committee is made up of Nancy Pelosi's appointees, some of the worst radicals, liars, and rabble-rousers in the Democrat Party, and two of the biggest narcissists and never-Trumpers in the Republican Party, not a single statesman, sure as hell doesn't help. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. The new American revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. Adam Schiff, Axios, credible evidence to indict Trump. 
Members of the House January 6th committee said on Sunday shows they've gathered evidence to support a Justice Department indictment of former President Trump over his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. God help us. Be the first time in American history that a former president is indicted on criminal charge. It's worse than that. These are fake, phony charges by a fake, phony committee. The committee's public hearings, listen to this, from Axios, which began last week, are intended to lay out the case that Trump was responsible for the January 6th Capitol attack, starting with knowingly spreading lies around the election, seeking to overturn the results, assembling the mob in the Capitol, and failing to act to stop the violence. I hadn't even read this. Is that not exactly what I just said, Rich? The predicate, boom. Just where? One to, it's obvious when you listen. obvious I would like to see the Justice Department investigate any credible allegation of criminal activity on the part of Donald Trump said Adam Schiff on this week on Sunday they all spread out on these Sunday shows to say the same thing he said once the evidence is accumulated by the Justice Department he needs to make a decision about whether it can prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt the president's guilt or anyone else's but they need to be investigated if there's credible evidence which I think there is Jamie Raskin on CNN. Trump absolutely knew, you heard it. His false claims the election had been stolen were lies because he was surrounded by lawyers, including former Attorney General Bill Barr, who told him so in no uncertain terms. Our entire investigation is a referral of crimes, both to the Department of Justice and to the American people. Paul Raskin said he would not browbeat Garland. He noted that the committee has already laid out in legal pleadings the various criminal statutes they believe Trump violated. Then, of course, Pravda of NBC. Liz Cheney's powerful remarks at Thursday night's congressional hearing on the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Ah, you got to love the media. Which sounded a lot like a lawyer's opening statement at a criminal trial have renewed a debate in legal circles about whether the Justice Department could and should prosecute Donald Trump. With a growing body of evidence that Cheney and others say points to criminal acts involving Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election results, Garland may ultimately be faced with an excruciatingly difficult decision about whether prosecuting a former president is in the national interest. A person familiar with the matter, listen... It's a first in American history what's going on here. Told NBC News there had been conversations inside the Department of Justice about the far-reaching implications of pursuing a case against Trump should it become, come to that. So far, no public evidence has surfaced that the former president has become a criminal target. Well, that's nice. We will follow the facts wherever they lead, Garland said. No, he won't. They're not even following facts here. I'll give you a perfect example. One of the people who testified today, Al Schmidt, former city commissioner of Philadelphia. Now, why is Al Schmidt testifying? Well, let's take a listen, because Zoe Lofgren of California, radical kook, 
She's the questioner. Cut one, go. So President Trump made numerous claims regarding fraudulent voting practices in Philadelphia, including the claim that dead people were voting. In fact, Mr. Giuliani told Pennsylvania state legislators that 8,000 dead people voted in Pennsylvania. You investigated those claims of voter uh, fraud. Can you tell us what you found? Not only was there not evidence of 8,000 dead voters voting in Pennsylvania, there wasn't evidence of eight. We took seriously every case that was referred to us, no matter how fantastical, no matter how absurd, and took every one of those seriously, including these. Mm -hmm. There was not one instance of voter fraud in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, not one. Now, being a Philadelphian myself, I find this really fascinating. Not one. So many people have been prosecuted in the past in Philadelphia, including common police court judges and political operatives and others, for voter fraud in Philadelphia. And yet in this specific election, nothing. So who cross-examined Mr. Schmidt? Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. July 23, 2020, the U.S. Attorney William McSwain, who reported to Barr, I admit it's not November 2020, but announced today that former U.S. Congressman Michael Ozzie Myers, remember Ozzie Myers? Money talks and bull walks, has been charged by indictment with multiple counts, including conspiring to violate voting rights by fraudulently stuffing the ballot boxes for specific Democratic candidates in 2014, 2015, 2016, Pennsylvania primary elections, bribery of election officials, falsification of records, voting more than once in federal elections, obstruction of justice. Wow. But that's okay. It didn't happen again. Nobody did anything. It was clean as clean could be. Clean as clean could be. Al Schmidt told us. Mm-hmm. Just looking, uh, if you Google, here's another one. November 1, 2021. Um, Biden Justice Department advances voter fraud case in Philadelphia, begun under Trump. A probe of voter fraud Daily Signal, begun by the Trump administration's Justice Department, ensnared former House Democrat, former Philadelphia election officials. Again, November 1, 2021. October 12 indictment alleges that Barron, previously a judge of elections and a poll watcher, stuffed phony ballots into voting machines and encouraged legal voters to cast fraudulent votes. For absent family members, according to the indictment, Barron worked for someone identified only as consultant number one. Judge of elections is the title that Philadelphia gives to someone in charge of a polling place during a primary and general election. The indictment of Barron reads a few months ago as a political consultant. Consultant number one held himself out as an effective and successful political operative capable of ensuring his client's electoral success, consultant number one exercised influence and control 
in Philadelphia's 39th Ward by distributing cash payments and supporting family, friends, and allies for elective office in the 39th Ward and installing ward leaders, judges of elections, and Democratic state committee persons. Well, that's okay, man. Everything's fine in Philadelphia. It goes on and on, people. But this isn't even the fraud that somebody like me is talking about. You know, street criminal fraud. What about the change in the election laws in the state of Pennsylvania? Did anybody testify about that? I'm just curious, did they? What about the violation of the federal constitution under Article 2? When the rogue Pennsylvania Democrat-controlled Supreme Court, just like the Florida court in 2000, changed the voting rules right up to the end in violation of Article 2. Anybody have a problem with that? Or the governor and the secretary of state. Anybody have a problem with that? I have a problem with that. Or how about the $417 million that Zuckerberg sent to these various cities, including Philadelphia? Was there any investigation, any testimony from Zuckerberg or anybody else on that? No? Oh. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So why wasn't there? Why wasn't there? I would love to ask Bill Barr, not now, I could care less, but under oath, cross-examination, what he thought of that. Whether his department raised any concerns about it. Whether it's institutionalized or street crime, it is what it is. Anything? And Mr. McSwain, when he wanted Donald Trump's support, I only read this publicly. I haven't commiserated with anybody. In fact, I'm not a special pleader for anybody. Sitting here observing, seeing. People ask me questions, I give them answers. They ask me questions, legal questions, other questions. I answer them with the best knowledge I have. But what about that? Zuckerberg. But that's not fraud. How do we know? Who investigated it? Who investigated anything? Ah. Uh, that would have really been interesting, don't you think, Mr. Producer? Former Georgia State Representative testified the suitcase full of ballots under the table was an official lockbox of ballots. Wow. Sliding an official lockbox of ballots under the table? Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Was he cross-examined? Cross-examined by any Republican? Cross-examined? If this is intended as a basis for triggering a grand jury criminal investigation of the former president of the United States, then we, as the American people, certainly 70 million of us, have every right to expect that at least some patina of justice will apply, some patina of due process, some patina of an opposition is permitted and none of that happened they say they made the case that's like a prosecutor running around I made my case now indict the guy 
Shocking. And you testify as we want you to testify, and we will hold you in contempt because we're putting 100,000 puzzle pieces together, and we need your little piece, Bannon, and we need your little piece, Navarro, and we need your piece, Meadows, and five Republican congressmen, yes. Every damn thing this committee has done is unconstitutional because they're confessing repeatedly that this is a mock pseudo-criminal investigation. What would the framers say to politicians conducting this kind of investigation, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think they'd say? They'd say, this is uh, kind of the wrong side of things. These people should be the witnesses. They should be subpoenaed. They should be testifying under oath. We want to see their texts. We want to see their emails. We want to interview their inner circle rather than the other way around. I shall return. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. See, the, the believability of these witnesses are not being challenged. Say what the committee wants to hear and then move on. Say what the committee wants to hear and then move on. It's no challenging. I could have challenged every one of these witnesses. Again, not even as a special pleader, just an observer. I want you to think about this. They prevented Jim Jordan and others from sitting on this committee. Why? Why do they care if they're pursuing the truth? Because they're not. In fact, not only did they prevent Jim Jordan and others from serving on this committee, they turned around and subpoenaed Jim Jordan. They targeted him. And he's not the only one. Then they subpoenaed and targeted the Republican leader of the House of Representatives. Never done in American history. Ever. They wanted no opposition. No challenges. No objections. No motions. Nothing. There's been nothing. When you sit at a subcommittee to a subcommittee on agricultural subsidies, the Republicans have more of a say and the witnesses have more due process than they do here. Unbelievable. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not predicting this. How would I know? 
I'm just thinking out loud as I travel down the the reason road here that they charge President Trump or come up short of charging President Trump and try and cut a deal with him. That if he doesn't run for re-election, they won't charge him. I have no idea if that's the case. None. But I am telling you, I put nothing past these people. This is American Marxism. You are watching it. You are experiencing it. Whether it's at the gas station, whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's in the American kindergarten and classroom, whether it's in our politics. It's a poison and it's spreading. Don't miss hour three. Big hour. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492. Or visit SwissAmerica.com. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. By the way, the Epic Times which is a great online site. You ought to subscribe to it, seriously. I'll point out that the committee, just Thursday, God knows today, edited four items to take them out of context. 
for their grand public hearing, and of course the media could give a damn. The media, remember those old westerns where there's some guy in the jail and the mob with the pitchforks and the burning stakes show up because they want to get the guy? That's, that's the American media today. It's the American media. I can see Jim McCaho. Hey, Jim, how you doing there? And uh, so many others. This is a big issue. Ready? Totally different. And I believe this was posted at Climate Depot, which is a fantastic site. And this was written by Ronald Stein. Is it ethical to purchase a lithium battery-powered electric vehicle? Listen, you're going to learn something like I did. I never knew this before. With numerous state governors having issued executive orders to phase out the purchasing of gasoline-driven cars within the next decade or so, the automobile manufacturer's efforts to phase into only manufacturing EVs or electrical vehicles Here's some food for thought about the lack of transparency about so-called clean energy exploitations. You ready? There's virtually... Well, let me just put it to you. They have an image that you can't see, obviously. The top image is an oil well where 100% organic material is pumped out of the ground, taking up around 500 to 1,000 square feet. And it flows in pipelines, safely transporting the oil to refineries to be manufactured into usable oil derivatives that are also the basis of more than 6,000 products for society. 6,000. And into transportation fuels needed by the world's heavyweight and long-range infrastructures of aviation, merchant ships, cruise ships, and militaries. The lower image they show, which again you can't see, it's just one lithium supply mine where entire mountains are eliminated. Each mine usually consists of 35 to 40 humongous 797 Caterpillar haul trucks, along with hundreds of other large equipment. Each 797 Caterpillar haul truck, you've seen them, they're massive, uses around half a million gallons, gallons of diesel a year. So with an inventory of just 35 the haul trucks alone are using 17.5 million gallons of fuel a year for just one lithium site. Lithium and batteries, obviously. There's virtually non-existing transparency of the environmental degradation and the human rights abuses occurring in developing countries with yellow, brown, and black-skinned people. Both human rights abuses and environmental degradation are directly connected to the mining for the exotic minerals and metals that are required to manufacture wind turbines, solar panels, and electric vehicle batteries. Today, a typical EV battery weighs 1,000 pounds. It contains, <coughs> excuse me, it contains 25 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of nickel, 44 pounds of manganese, 30 pounds of cobalt, 200 pounds of copper, 400 pounds of aluminum, steel, and plastic. Inside, all over 6,000 individual lithium-ion cells. 
should concern you that all those toxic components come from mining. For instance, to manufacture each electric vehicle auto battery, you must process 25,000 pounds of brine for the lithium, 30,000 pounds of ore for the cobalt, 5,000 pounds of ore for the nickel, and 25,000 pounds of ore for copper. All told, you dig up half a million pounds of the Earth's crust for just one battery. The current fossil fuel infrastructure is less invasive than mining for the exotic minerals and and metals required to create uh, the batteries needed to store so-called green energy. In developing countries, these mining operations exploit child labor, They're responsible for the most egregious human rights violations of vulnerable minority populations. These operations are also directly destroying the planet through environmental degradation. The 2022 Pulitzer Prize-nominated book, Clean Energy Exploitation, helping citizens understand the environmental and and humanity abuses that support clean energy. They do an excellent job of discussing the lack of transparency to the world of the green movement's impact upon humanity. How many environmentalists are going to support lithium mines in America? There are two things needed to make the, in, the EV technology work for the billions of lightweight cars. One, get the mining practices for these exotic minerals and metals to the point that they are acceptable to the environmental movement and stop the environmental uh, degradation and humanity atrocities occurring in developing countries where people are being exploited with yellow, brown, and black skin. Further, development of battery technology to somewhat clone how phones have been reduced in size with smaller and smaller batteries and increased capabilities in those small phones and reduce the alarming tendency of lithium batteries and their charging sources from spontaneously catching fire without warning. Now, if you're worried about rising gas prices, you better worry about this. And by the way, some people with these batteries, these these batteries just blow up. They start on fire. Since you've probably read about EV fires, here's a site that keeps tabs. I'm going to post this article on MarkLevinShow.com so you can just go to these sites that they mention. So the next time you're thinking about purchasing an electric vehicle or driving your EV car before congratulating yourself on saving the environment, remember that it came at a cost of entire mountains in developing countries, thousands of square miles of land and billions of gallons of oil and fuel. We should all know that electric vehicle battery does not make electricity. It only stores electricity produced elsewhere, primarily by coal uranium, natural gas-powered plants, and occasionally by intermittent breezes and sunshine. So to say an electric vehicle is a zero-emission vehicle is not at all valid, as 80% of the electricity generated to charge those batteries is from coal, natural gas, and nuclear power. Since 20% of the electricity generated in the U.S. is from coal-fired plants, It follows that 20% of EVs on the road are coal-powered. Since 40% of the electricity generated in the U.S. is from natural gas, it follows that 40% of EVs on the road are natural gas-powered. 
Since 20% of the electricity generated in the U.S. is from nuclear, it follows that 20% of EVs on the road are nuclear-powered. Life without oil is not as simple as you may think, as renewable energies only intermittent electricity from breezes and sunshine, as neither wind turbines nor solar panels can manufacture anything for society. Anything. Climate change may impact humanity, but being mandated to live without the products manufactured from oil will necessitate lifestyles being mandated back to the horse and bug. I am telling you, the same people with the baby formula, with the food shortages and the food prices, with the gasoline prices and the clothing prices and the housing prices, the same people are behind this movement. And you just got information gleaned from this article that I hadn't known about. The massive, massive effort to build one battery. A battery that obviously needs to be charged by electricity. Electricity that comes from coal, gas, and nuclear. America's obsession for green electricity to reduce emissions must be ethical and should not thrive off human rights, and it goes on. EV buyers should be aware that they may be contributing to the pursuit of blood minerals to achieve their efforts to go green. If you feel comfortable supporting the environmental degradation and humanity atrocities occurring in those developing countries, then proceed with your purchase. Did you know all this before, Mr. Producer? Mr. Call Screener, it's, is it ethical to purchase these cars with these batteries? This is why the media doesn't want to debate. Chuck Todd, I've quoted him twice in two of my latest books. We will not have a discussion on this show, a debate on this show about climate change. It is a fact. It's science. And we will not have a debate about it. Now, abortion is a choice. And the fact that certainly by the end, we can all agree it's a human being, it's a choice. Forget about the science. But when it comes to climate change, of course, they forget about the science then too, don't they? Chuck Todd, you want to have me on your show to discuss this, lithium batteries? You want to come on my show to discuss lithium batteries? Hmm? You want to do it? Let's do it, baby. What do you say? And make a decision on what kind of haircut you're going to have, because it's embarrassing. I'll be right back. Lovin. Hey, folks, remember I said if you know how to do something to stop American Marxism, you really should get involved. Well, I want to tell you about Jeff Bermont, a real American who really heard me. Turns out he's just as sick as I am of seeing big tech censoring right media and promoting liberal bias on the Internet. So what's he doing about it? Having built web browsers for over a decade, Jeff took his own money and built the first-of-its-kind free speech browser called Tusk. Like Rumble and Truth Social, Tusk is built by conservatives for conservatives. Get Tusk for your phone, tablet, and computer. And I'll tell you, there's nothing better. I love the browsing experience and anti-censorship news feed so I can see the stories that matter. Tusk is free. Get it now at TuskBrowser.com. That's T-U-S-K Browser.com. And see what difference free speech can make. 
If you hate censorship like I do, I know you're going to love Tusk. It's amazing how the bigwigs behind the Russia collusion scandal, the biggest scandal in American political history as far as I'm concerned. Not a single one of them has been indicted. Not one. Starting with Hillary Clinton. And we haven't had hearings on this. Not one. Not one hearing. On the Democrat Party and Russia collusion on Hillary Clinton's role. Nothing. Not a word. Isn't that shocking? When you think about it? Shocking. There we have step after step, affirmative step after step, money exchanging hands, untold witnesses, documents. Nobody's been charged. I'm not talking about the little fish. Talking about the whale. I won't call her a sperm whale, but the whale. To continue with this analogy between fish. Well, the whale's not technically a fish, but you get the point. Nothing. Nobody even asks her. Or a whole bunch of these people, for that matter, who are all participants in this. It's really quite shocking when you think about it. I want to reiterate my strong endorsement. It's called loyalty. Of Mo Brooks for Senate in Alabama. You know, it's an amazing thing. Some other people have endorsed him. I've said to some of these people, you need to bring him on and interview him and talk to him. But they're afraid they won't do it. Why? Can't have honest disagreement of, of opinion with President Trump? Mo Brooks will be a fantastic senator. And let me tell you why Katie Britt is the fraud and the phony who's backed by McConnell and now President Trump from Breitbart. And it's not that long ago. March 8th, 2022, by my calculation, a couple of months ago, Alabama's Katie Britt surrounds herself with never-Trumpers, allies of anti-Trump former Senator Bob Corker. This is what Breitbart wrote. John Binder, a long list of establishment Republican never-Trump operatives are hosting a fundraiser for Alabama Senator Republican candidate Katie Britt, Breitbart News has learned. Britt will hold a fundraiser in Nashville, Tennessee, organized by fundraiser Kim Kagey, who has deep connections to the never-Trump wing of the Republican Party. Previously, for instance, Kagey worked as a fundraiser for the likes of Senator Lamar Alexander and former Senator Bob Corker. You remember him of the Iran deal fame. Corker repeatedly opposed former President Trump's America First agenda, even suggested 
that a Republican that a Republican primary him in his 2020 presidential reelection bid. Both Alexander and Corker attacked Trump's constitutional travel ban and each embraced amnesty for illegal aliens while they were in the Senate. Again, this is Breitbart. Kagi has also fundraised for former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam and failed Tennessee gubernatorial candidate Randy Boyd. In 2016 presidential election, Haslam demanded Trump drop out so former Vice President Mike Pence could lead the GOP ticket and announced that he would not vote for Trump. Boyd, likewise, is a major contributor to Mitt Romney and disavowed Trump during the 2016 election. For Brit's fundraiser, hosts include Corker's former chief of staff, Tom Todd Womack, former Corker staffer, Ben Wiles, and Butler Snow lobbyist, Mandy Young, among others. In 2018, Mandy Young donated nearly $5,000 to former Democrat Tennessee Governor Phil Brendison when he ran for the Senate. These sound like constitutional conservatives to you, ladies and gentlemen? Sound like MAGA to you? You think Mo Brooks would have this kind of support? Number of guests invited to the Brit fundraiser are employed at Butler Snow, which has funneled $10,000 to help elect Brit. The firm's political action committee is also working to elect Democrats like Michael Bennett for the Senate in Colorado, Richard Neal, Democrat Massachusetts, Lloyd Doggett, Democrat Texas. Meanwhile, Mo Brooks running against Britt in the Alabama Senate Republican primary had scored a fundraiser with Trump in the past, but he's been endorsed, or at least was, by Donald Trump Jr., who called Brit the Alabama Liz Cheney. Brooks has been endorsed by Marjorie Taylor Greene, by Senators Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, Americans for Legal Immigration, and the National Association for Gun Rights, and the National Rifle Association. What are you going to do, Alabama? What are you going to do? Are you going to back Brit, who's backed by McConnell? And the former president, which really makes no sense. Are you going to back a longtime constitutional conservative? I know Brits spent a lot of money to try and smear Brooks, because that's what leftists with left-wing mentalities do. Mark Levin, a proud conservative. No ifs, ands, or buts. Call in at 877-381-3811. What's going on in Ukraine is getting worse. 200 Ukrainians, brave men and women fighting for their own survival, are being killed every day now. That's unsustainable. Joe Biden is slow to give them the weapons they need to even... The battle on the playing field, on the battlefield, I should say. When the Russians have long-range missiles and the Ukrainians have mid-range missiles, you can see the problem. The eastern part of Ukraine is falling to Russian hands. And the Ukrainians are in an increasingly difficult position. This is why you're not hearing from the Putinoids in the media. 
This is why you're not hearing from the putinoids in the Republican or Democrat parties. Because things are going swimmingly from their perspective. But not from mine. My daughter Lauren's been doing a lot of research on her own. Because she does these things. She's interested, I guess, on ancestry. Looking in the background of my family, our family. Going back several generations. Almost every one of my ancestors on both sides of my family came out of Russia. Russia. I'm an American who has mostly Russian ancestry. So I guess I'm supposed to be cheering on the Russians. Isn't that the way ethnicity works, Mr. Producer? Yeah. But I'm an American. And I want the Ukrainians to kick their ass. I want the Ukrainians to live, to live in freedom. We're not seeing those, those videos anymore of the mass graves, of the killing fields, of the women crying about having been gang raped. We're not getting reports anymore about the hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians against their will taken into Russia to create slave labor, among other things. Where is everybody? Where is everybody? It's like the thousands of Americans who were left behind in Afghanistan. Where are they? Where are those people? Not a word. It's really quite shocking. What, it's over? It's not over. It's still going on. Anyway, let's uh, let's take some calls. Uh, Richie Rich, the caller six. No way. No way. And same with caller five. No way. Let us go to John Cheyenne, Wyoming. XM Satellite Trucker, how are you, John? Fine, Mark. How are you? Okay, buddy. Uh, well, uh, I just put in $1,164 in fuel today. Oh, my God. My That's truck. like six, seven grand, right? Yeah, uh, three. That's about 3000 a week I put in. Oh, my and, Lord. Uh, and I have two stops on this trip down here in Texas. And the first stop, it cost me $375 to have half that load unloaded. It's going to be about the same when I unload tomorrow morning here. So that is, you know, an added cost to the to the consumer for that meat. So that's over $700 extra on top, plus, you know, the rate to come down here. You know, and then, you know, it's, it's, you know, that this is, this is what it's come to right now. I mean, everything, you know, everything is just more expensive right now. And everybody's complaining about, you know, my rates going up and, 
I, I can't help it. I mean, you know, I have truck payments, mm-hmm. and then I just put a steer tire on my truck today. I had a front steer tire starting going bad. That was $970 for that this morning. God. Just for a steer tire. I don't know how sh- you do it. You're from Wyoming, you said? Yes, sir, I am. What do you think of your representation right. with Liz Cheney? She's not even focused on this. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm on radio. I really can't say anything about that right now because I'm yeah. livid with her and her, uh, her, 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 uh, opponent Hageman is, is who we're pulling for right now. Um, people I know very well in Wyoming do not want, uh, do not want Janie back. She is, she is not liked in, in where I live, where I'm from. She is not liked at all. I mean, there's some people that like her. But I'm, uh, I'm hearing, John, that Democrats are going to vote in the Republican primary or independents in order to try and get her nominated. Isn't that isn't that sleazy? Ridiculous. I mean, she's she doesn't even spend any time there in Wyoming. And and what she's tried, what she's done, what she's done to Trump, what she's done. She hasn't done anything for our state at all. She hasn't done a damn thing. And I saw a commercial the other day. Um, while watching TV and people, oh, she loves the farmers and she loves Wyoming. She doesn't love anybody except herself. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, she she doesn't want. I mean, she's just there for herself and for the money. I mean, you know, her her opponent is actually a good person, and she's really really there to fight for us. For, for she's going to be on the show this week. I want to open these airwaves to Liz Cheney if she'd like to come on. By the way. And uh, John is a truck driver. I mean, Wyoming, that is a big damn state. And uh, you would think you'd have congressmen and, of course, senators fighting like hell to help protect you. With the gasoline uh, and everything. Even Barrasso is is not is not. Nah, he's a rhino. He's weak. Yeah, he is. I mean, I, I thought at first he would be, but he's 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 the same. He's in the same boat. I mean. We're, 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 we're by ourselves and it's, have you ever seen Barrasso standing alone? He's like always standing next to Mitch McConnell. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I have never seen him stand alone. Actually. No, no. He's always standing with Mitch McConnell. I'm like, there's something going on here. What's with you two? Well, listen, John, I want to thank you without you guys. You know what I think? Uh, we'd be dead on our backs. So I'm sorry you're going through this, but I'm just glad you're there. So God bless you. Be safe, my friend. Thank you very much. And it's a great book. American Marxism is an excellent book, and now my daughter's reading it. It's a great book. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that book has spawned other books and other authors, ladies and gentlemen. I won't get into specifics, but you're starting to hear from many people, names of the same people and sort of ideologies that, that we made known here nationwide, 1.3 million in sales and months on this radio station and TV and Levin TV. Very important. Let's go to Paul, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, XM Satellite. Paul, go right ahead, my friend. Hello, Mark. It's a real honor to be speaking to you, and uh, I love your show. I listen to it every day. Uh, I want to say that you did an excellent, excellent job covering the environmental damage caused by electric vehicles. And I love our the environment on our planet way too much to ever 
contribute to the degradation. Uh, I'm sure because of reasons of time, there are other things you didn't cover, such as the battery is going to last whatever it is, 10 years, let's say. And then unlike the lead-acid batteries that's in everybody's car that's almost 100% recycled, they either shred them and put them into landfills or they incinerate them and damage the environment with all the pollution from the cobalt and uh, nickel and everything going up into the air. Uh, additionally, the other thing is the, the yeah, it's horrible. And um, the other thing, there's a $7,500 federal EV tax credit, which from my perspective, because of all the deficit that we're doing, that's just generational theft. I'm not going to pass that, contribute to that being passed on to, uh, you know, uh, unborn great-grandchildren. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's there's the other, that's another aspect that people don't consider as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing, Mark, um, it's probably that uh, 10-year life. That's like uh, lighting a uh, fuse on a time bomb that's going to cost uh, $20,000 plus or minus by a lot uh, 10 years in the future. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to light that fuse either. Yeah, you're saying uh, the car, uh, it's going to die. Just a matter of time. Uh, or if you keep up a, a, a car that runs on fossil fuels and so forth, it could actually last longer than that. We have a lot of cars that do. All right. I appreciate your call very, very much, my friend. Thank you. Uh, let us go to Monty. We're all over the country. Kansas City, Kansas, XM Satellite. Monty, go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You Just, bet. Just uh, finished smoking a slab of ribs here in Kansas City. Oh, man. I, uh, I love been, it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about uh, Biden insisting that uh, everyone buy an electric vehicle. And all you have to do is Google it. Um, there are some 250 million vehicles on the road today in the United States. And um, as of last year, there were uh, 685,000 electric vehicles that were sold in our country. So let's say mm-hmm. that we have the capability of producing a, a million electric cars per year. Okay, bump it up to 2 million or 3 million, whatever it might be. But at that rate, it will take some 200 years or so before we all can have our nice electric vehicle. So my question is, what are we supposed to do while we are waiting some 200 years for our Tesla to be manufactured? And by the way, even if it's even if it's 25 years, what are we supposed to do? Right. You're right. And you're seeing it. It's happening right now. Yeah, and these are the questions that are never asked to Biden never. or anyone in his administration. And it is just amazing that these facts are not presented to him for an answer. Between you, the caller before you, and the article I read from Climate Depot, there's a lot of very, very serious issues that are not addressed by the corrupt media in this country. Or the phony Republicans, for that matter, in confronting the Democrats. All right, Monty, thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
podcast guys do one hour. I honestly don't get it. I have three hours here and I need my fourth hour, especially in New York, Mr. Producer. And we have a fantastic podcast for those of you who can't listen to us on terrestrial radio or satellite or online. It's always there for you as well. Keith of, uh, let's see, Canyon, Colorado, XM Satellite. You're a miner. Keith, how are you, sir? Great, Mark. It's uh, such a privilege to speak with you. I just wanted to give you a little more uh, background on uh, something I know a little bit about. I've been in the mining business over 40 years. I'm actively working in lithium exploration. Our success rate is horrible as far as exploring, but if we do luck out, and find a mine, it's typically about 10 years to develop it into production. And just to meet the Biden's, or, you know, the U.S.'s goals for electric cars, worldwide lithium production would have to go up almost 700%. This is the most ill-thought-out boondoggle that's ever been foisted upon the U.S. and the world. Flat-out liars. Flat-out liars. They know this can't be done. As a gentleman said before, there's no bridge to whatever it is we're going to. And so the result is prices through the roof, and the next result's going to be shortages. That's what it's going to be. Shortages of fuel and brownouts and blackouts. Absolutely, Mark. I mean, the, 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 this, I, I don't know how any sane person could, can even look at these plans and not just burst out laughing. And yet a guy like you and people like you, are never asked for their opinions and their expertise, are they? Are you? Mark, I'm pretty much a pariah. I've lost so many friends and relatives over the last few years over these sort of subjects. I mean, if it weren't for my kids and grandkids, I'd probably just lay down and die. I mean, I I think I work in a really honorable profession, and the way it's treated by um, most people, it's, it's misunderstood, and they just don't realize the hard work and time and, and the failure rate. I, I mean, mm. I've been doing this for, for my entire life. And Well, Keith, I got to go, but I thank you. You got friends here, buddy, millions of them. So you stick with us. Boy, what a show. I could use another hour. We salute all you heroes out there. I want to thank you. Our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, we're not forgetting you. And I'll see you right here tomorrow. Be safe and God bless.